was the new five minutes. Okay. Some of you moved around. Yeah, Cam's standing up. That was illegal. Totally not legal. Uh, that's okay, you know. There's everything's under the blood. Amen. <laughs> um, so here we are. We are excited. We're excited. I still feel like there's a lot of bubbling up happening, you know, like just uncontrollable bubbling. But yet, one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control. So, let's exercise that very fruit manifestation right now. Now. Okay, how many of you, yeah, one more time, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm thinking here, like, this is just a picture that came to me, but how many of you uh, over Christmas hosted Christmas meal yourself, okay, how many of you, it was the first time that you hosted it, no, no, uh, maybe a little bit, okay, okay. We, we did not host it this year, but I remember the first time we did it, it was like, just awkward. I mean, the, the different dishes that you do, and well, mom didn't do it that way, but I'm going to do this dish. <laughs> uh, anyway, we love going to mom and, mom and dad's because it's just classic meal. But uh, it, it kind of feels like that a bit this morning, like, okay, we're going to host it a little bit different this morning, <laughs> and we may cook it up a bit different, but... Uh, you're going to enjoy it, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll learn through it as well. So um, so I'm actually going to just ask Jody to come up. We're going to kind of host it together. Is that right? And um, we felt like this morning, I mean, we, there's been a lot of, lot of like just excitement about what does the next year look like? You know, what is... As we went into COVID, that was a, a challenge. That was a different form that God put us through, everybody through, for a season of time. And so the question has always been, as we come out of this, as we have come out of it, um, and for the future, <clears throat> Father, what, you know, what are you going to give us as a DNA at U Church with all the things that God's done in us, uh, through us and in us, and wants to do, what does this look like? And so we, we wanted to take some time this morning to just share about that. Uh, this is really not scripted. This is really, keep it real, okay? Keep it raw. So we're just going to trust the flow of the Spirit and go through. And, and, and I felt like, you know, it was really good, I think, that we share a little bit of the history of how we even got to where we are today. Um, like maybe Siobhan and I even, 
we there's people like us that have kind of come in and out. I mean, I've been here for almost 30 years. <laughs> How many? I mean, Jody, you've been here 30, 30 years. In February, it's 30. So she was 10 years old when she started, hey, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, so there's a lot of history. There's a lot of history. Some have come in at different stages. And when you do come in at different stages, you, there's, a, there's just a different perspective that you have of what Father's been doing. Uh, so there's been all kinds of different major categories that have made the DNA of who we are and where we are today. You know, Father Heart, RTF, I mean, being on the campus for so long, uh, being close to the campus, those kinds of things. So maybe, Jody, you're probably the best to share some of, the <laughs> some of that context, you know, that helps frame where we're going today. <laughs> well, I don't feel to go 30 years back. I'll just say it was smaller than this, and there were more people on the worship team than watching and participating in the worship without an instrument. It was silly, but um, yeah, if this is, uh, I'm going to share just what I feel God putting in my heart. We've gone through some things that we do want to get to in terms of uh, uh, just the clarity that we know as a family so far. Um, and I don't think we have to go all the way back for that to become clear, but it's just really a moment to just get on the same page. Um, and if it looks like I'm crying over something that does not seem abundantly significant to you, uh, which may happen, it's, it's because this has been actually a, uh, being around for this long and seeing the ebbs and flows and, and like me myself growing up in this from, I came when I was about 18, I was in my, at university, um, just seeing the shifts that I go through, and the moments like this where you, when, you know, a very wise man constantly says to know where you're going, you have to know where you are and where you've come from, I mean, Brant says that all the time, and it's so true, but in this moment of, like, actually beginning to articulate a clarity of us moving forward, for me personally, I can't help but just look at where we've come from, and it's like, how, how? It's kind of neat. On some levels, it may look somewhat insignificant, like we're in this coffee shop jammed in a, like a really long, I don't know, I just feel like we're like little hot dogs in here, like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, trying to make space for worship, we're like, okay, after 30 years, like, serious? <laughs> but when you look at it from another perspective, there is like a depth, there's been like such a going deep that um, is is remarkable. I mean, in me personally, but in all of us, um, you know, in Brent and Jen, just seeing what they've carried and what they've carried us through as a family. Obviously, God carries. Like, just don't you don't need to correct me on that. But you have carried <laughs> you have carried something so so deeply and, and profound, and it's just um, so all of these things weigh into it. So I uh, apologize, not apologize in advance for <laughs> that. That like just there's there's this depth that I sense, and if if there's something as we share that just doesn't quite make sense because we refer to something that predates you or ha you haven't heard or seen, like please, this is a season to just like get in the know. There's no exclusivity. There's no like because you weren't part of it then you don't get to participate fully now to whatever degree your heart wants to. And so, um, I just found this. Uh, I was searching for something in my email 
not related to this. And you know how you can just put in a, a phrase, and this email popped up as the top search. It had nothing to do with what I was looking for. But it was an email from Brandt in, uh, yeah, look out, 2014, okay? Yeah, so clearly I don't archive my stuff very sure. well. Uh, it's a super long email. No. <laughs> However, I will not read all of it. Um, so there's just one part of it that actually stood out, and it's a really great launching point, I think, for just what we're going to share. So um, it was an email he forwarded um, three significant prophetic words that we had received, um, two from Dennis Wiedrich and the other um, uh, was from someone else. Uh, and you have full access to this if you want. We will make these available to you. But um, he sent them out to uh, pretty much, there's 70 people on the list. And so <laughs> I don't know who they all are or whether they're still around. But it was before uh, there was intercession in our midst. It was before we'd entered into this message of being sons and daughters in such a real way through Father Hard and, and some of that. So this timing is before all of that. So I just want you to hear this and then... Um, so, uh, so it says, today I felt encouraged to send you the three latest prophetic words and dreams that have been given to this family. It was 25 years ago, uh, this month, that God took a seed dream, birthed it, and called it the U Church Family Clan. So this is the really cool part. We are growing up, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. And just like parents who see their children grow and change into who they were designed by God to be, so it is with us, this part of his bride as well. We may long to keep our kids as young and innocent for as long as possible, but all parents know the inevitable path is to raise them up so they can fulfill what God, their father, has for them. This same process goes for the bride the father gave to his son. We, too, are growing up and have some expanding adventures ahead of us. And so it, it goes on, and it's really great, but I won't, I won't read the whole thing, but just this sense of expanding, because that was one of the words, actually, that came to my heart is what this season it's been fairly long has been about not expanding in terms of you know numbers and and breadth if that's the right word but an expanding of a foundation to enable something fairly significant to happen these prophetic words actually go on to talk about a U church that is a hub of like an apostolic hub of, of lots of activity and two key things that uh, had said to be established that we really felt had weight at that time were that the the power lines needed an upgrade some some serious hardware needed to be injected into the system to be able to handle the flow of the spirit that he was wanting to um, un unleash or release I guess is is the word in our midst um, and then the other was a warning slash encouragement to step into intercession in a way that we had never done. We didn't understand the concept of listening prayer and making space corporately to hear the Lord together and like allow him to direct our path. We were very familiar with a type of prayer where we would cry out to the Lord for needs in our midst and, and that's actually very beautiful but there, we didn't understand how to listen together. Uh, many knew how to listen in their own times, but what does it look like to come together and seek the Lord for the next step? Not just say, hey, God, bless what we think the plan is. And so intercession over the next period of time had been, like, has become so well established that even through, you know, the COVID time, there was, like, intercession happening every night of the week in many ways. Not a corporate iteration of it necessarily, but in many ways we've learned as a family to step into a place of hearing first. 
Like, oh, I, there's some big decisions or some challenges or some breakthrough needed. Instead of just going in and, and, and you know, persevering through them, there's a sense of calling. Neat how that's settled into our culture. Um, anyway, the the one thing from the so it was neat that I found that because that sense of expansion, um, as I was pondering, you know, how to just share, um, you know, what what we're sensing for the future. I just was like in that brief looking back, I was like, there was Brent and Jen. You've like really done an amazing job of making space for expansion, and it's uncomfortable. And so this term renovation came. You know, if you're renovating your house, which is essentially like how we gather corporately. We are his church, we are his family, but we have a place called U Church that we gather and we know that, you know, we're, we're together in this place to celebrate and, and, you know, we're different than some other tribe in some other place in the sense of like we're called U Church, so why do we come here to gather versus somewhere else, right? So there's this home and we've just been undergoing this deep renovation of our hearts and, and even what it looks like. and so. Just briefly, the couple of significant things that, that happened, and, and again, we can speak to these more down the road or personally, but from about that time, 2014, 15, 16, 17, there was this phase of undoing in our midst. It was like the demo of the res renovation where, you know, starting with a funny little story about how we stopped uh, our hospitality team because we just didn't have volunteers and the audacity of not bringing coffee to a Sunday, like it was a hard... <laughs> a hard thing to even just say I, we can't not be hospitable but we're like we don't have the people who it's in their heart to do this okay no coffee no <laughs> greeters at the doors people just find your own way in and it was like seems really it was a hard thing because it was such an ingrained system in our culture of a family right and so Thing after thing, we had to lay down um, from kids church and the way worship was done to even you know how um, we, uh, we uh, related to one another through roles and anyway, long story short, there's a lot of intercession and time with the, before the Lord corporately to listen to what that should look like. And then, you know, the ultimate, you know, final piece of demo would be during COVID when we couldn't even meet, right? But just before that time, um, if you recall, this has been said many times, but in the year, in 2019, this prophetic kind of um, sentence, I guess, or thing that, that God gave uh, us and through Brant was, and you've heard him say it, if you want to know what's going on in my church, you look to the person to the left and your right and ask them what God's doing in their heart, right? And I was like, that has actually stuck with us. And this journey of the heart has been so incredibly significant that um, like, that's where the widening and the expansion has been. So back to then, what does that mean for us as a community? You know, we, we step into a time when all these structures are gone, and we're like, now can't even meet, and so what do we do? And then we come back, and it's like, all right. So we can now meet, but there's been such a deep undoing of, like, just what I stated before and a deepening that you're like, okay, so I can't talk to everybody on my right and my left and put together a picture of what God's doing. Like, what does it look like? who we are as a family and what he's doing and to me this was a key struggle of last year really coming out of this this season and it's like there's been an internal work but what how does it manifest itself in the home in the family and this tension of like are we meeting are we not meeting it doesn't feel different like you know you come here we're in a new space than the university that we were on for 30 years 28 I don't know how many 
And it's like, what do we do? And so I just want to acknowledge that it has been last year was like a year of, of tension, not a, not a French, uh, frustration or tension of like, I'm bitter and, you know, but it's like we know where God is calling us and I know where my heart is and I have no idea how to make that gap because it has something to do with walking together. But how do we walk together if we can't have a collective picture that we're, we're looking for and we can't just look for, okay, Brant, please define the five top priorities of the new year because that's never been in his heart if you've been listening all the way back. <laughs> it's been in his heart to release every one of you into the fullness of who God has called you to be. And so how can you mandate? Can you see? It's like it's tricky. And so I feel like this last year because there was this, this my, time check. Holy cow. Okay. <laughs> Context, it's important. I learned it from someone. Um, um, so I feel like 2022 was a bit of a, I don't know, the, the picture that came to me is like an MRI. It's like an internal picture of what's going on inside that you don't see it on the outside, but, but God, God has been bringing this picture together of, of like what's in every one of us. And so for me personally, and I know a number of other people who just really have had a heart for this community forever, and, and I think all of us do in, in one some people have carried even like historical time and the families and the relationships. And so slowly a picture started forming of the things that are in people's hearts. And there was always this longing to gather, but we didn't know how. And so, uh, and we didn't know what to, I'm not talking just Sundays, but how do we come together to step into this fullness that we all see and all sense, right? Which, which just to echo that, Please, yeah. um, I mean, this has manifested in a picture in so many different ways. I mean, you shared that word you had back in May, and it was like, boom, this is it. Yeah. God gave me a picture of the rare visions that I get, and, and that was that picture that I showed that one Sunday of all the little tiles of everybody's little story, and if we could just put them together, ah, it'd be so powerful. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, we're all sensing this amazing treasure in each one of us, yeah. and it's like, God, <laughs> could you help us put it together? <laughs> yeah. So... So just stepping into some of the practical things that began happening is this, I think it was the fullness of time, you know, the, the work in our hearts was done enough that we could actually begin to step into a different type of unity, a different type. And those of us who have persevered through the like, what the heck are we doing? Like, there's a prize at the end. I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> And so, um, essentially, what began to happen over the year in, in, in me, and as like I said, many others, is this longing to almost map out what what's going on? What is that MRI saying? What's the internal pulse? What are the what are the themes and things in people's hearts? And they they you know I was like, there's a lot of similar things going on, but everybody is wired differently. Some you know more on the say practical or pragmatic and prophetic, and but they could be saying the same thing on a different layer. And you're like, how do we match all of and so God actually began to form just a group of us that started to pray over this transition and um, to specifically go, okay, God, how do we articulate this? Because we know that you're doing a similar thing with a unique manifestation, but it doesn't look the same as before. So uh, the new, we talked about transition, the new, and all of this, like hoping the form would magically form. Uh, didn't. So... 
um, but in this process, it was some of the key things that we felt. Um, this was over the fall of last year. There was a group that just began to intercede and pray and listen and discuss. And man, it was hard because we're trying to like get to that place. But because of what I just described and the different wirings and uniqueness and and. We're saying the same thing, but are we? And and so, but it was just this unity building of like how to actually settle in and listen to the spirit that's at the core of it. And um, yeah. Can I just comment that there was something beautiful in that process that Father was teaching us, and yeah. it wasn't about arriving to the picture mm -hmm. or to the goal, but there was something about the process. To like we would yeah. Just, just allowing him to let it unfold, right, in the moment, and not coming with agenda. And there's something in that that is the key for the future in all of us. I mean, whether we're meeting at homes or whether we're corporately gathering, there's something that we will continue to cherish, which is we will not make this happen. <laughs> uh, you know, the offspring of legalism is self-effort and obligation and all of that that goes with it and so there's something very fresh that we want to always hold on to mm -hmm. which is that catalyst of okay here i am i have a plan <laughs> the lord <laughs> so just to yeah. comment on that no it, it's that's so good i mean what it looks like though sometimes it's not abundantly spiritual it's like taking the risk to share something that may not be in a perceived agreement with someone and being okay with the fact that there might not be, but there's love. I think the love was the foundation, <clears throat> excuse me, that in our hearts so that we could actually enter into a place of realness that is uh, where unity can be found. Because you can't just pick it. Okay, I'll give up my, like, y there's, there's, you're not actually giving it up until you've wrestled it, until you've, like, felt, you know, it's easy to give something up that you agree or give into a, a unit. Be unified when you're in agreement already right and so anyway this was this was part of the key and that process was so key and this this um you know i can just imagine that uh you know even you know brant and jen going through this and stepping in as brothers and sisters into this process without the like and there's like as someone who's been leading this family for so long there's this sense of like I should be like help like this tension. I should be able to help solve it, and you know. But they were just amazing and letting it letting it sit in the context of this in many ways. And so, anyway, um, some of the key things I think will be unpacked in in the times to come. But just to mention them really briefly, um, we sense this shift in and a greater, deeper understanding of the generations walking together. Um, what that looks like. So that is honestly a big old thing to unpack at another time, but I'm sure it will be uh, come into play soon. Um, and then another one was that unity piece of just how, like learning to listen together, but then enter into the practical and, and just, you know, trust the Lord in that process. And then another one was, uh, God actually revealed some key areas. Uh, we were calling them rocks along the line of that, um, Help me out that yeah. picture. Yeah, it's it's the classic picture that we've all seen. Yeah. Um, you speak to the face part. Yeah. But as you know, if you've got a jar, right, and you've you've got all of these things that you want to get into that jar, in the form of rocks or stones or pebbles and sand, uh, you know that the only way you're going to get the most in there is by the big ones first. <laughs> 
And so you, you put all the big stuff in because they, they have to go in first. And then it's the pebbles. And it's still not full. There's still room. And then it's the sand. And finally the water. <laughs> you know, and it's full. But if you did it in any other order, and, and so the question was always, Holy Spirit, what's the order and what's the priority of the categories that you want us to focus on? And that's kind of how the term rocks yeah. got. So we, we called them rocks. I don't know that that's a term that we'll carry forward saying, what are the rocks? I mean, feel free to use it. But uh, just know there, there was zero like thought into... <laughs> into the terms but I'll say it every once in a while just as we've been like processing those that were there and we sensed that this was a you know we just wanted to share them but really where they're at the state it's at this is this is not a these are the five key priorities that we are all stepping into in uh, what year is it 2023 <laughs> I almost said 2015 because I was reading it there I'm like no that's a little outdated um, and so, but what these are is, is basically providing a, a topography, a, like if you're looking at a map, it's providing regions, it's providing something. And now there's still a lot that needs to be developed in this map, but there's say, call them key neighborhoods, you know, where you're like, okay, some boundaries have now been established and we can begin to say, hey, let's meet in this boundary and begin dreaming. What needs to go here? Does it need a school? Does it need a, you know, what infrastructure does it need? And this is really the phase that we're at, is this infrastructure, I mean, clearly, uh, we don't have a, a ton of, like, God's just undone all of that, and now he's going to build it for the new. And what a beautiful opportunity, right? And so he's given us boundaries, I would say. Um, another picture that came just to, like, sort of, you know, I was kind of wrestling with, I don't want these to sound like the priorities that now it's like, okay, well, sign me up. Where do I, like, you know, like, yes, there is a call, into, like an invitation into these areas, but it's to know that it's not fully formed and that you're part of the formation of it. And so it's almost like they're, like a, when you're drawing a face or anatomy, you, you start with circles. And then you determine what angle or position that's at, and you would draw lines, and you begin filling it in. And ultimately, that final circle might be totally erased, but it's a foundational thing that establishes your sketch or establishes what you're trying to do. And so we say these are the areas, and, and Brent and Jen are in agreement. This is not just like what a small group of people came for. We've actually vetted, like, just been talking, and these things seem to represent. And so we'll just share them. Um, but please know that, that in saying so, it's an invitation to step in with some clarity of like, man, my heart is drawn to this. And that is awesome, but also right now, it may not have the structure that you're like seeking, but you get to be part of it, and we don't know what that'll fully look like in, in the future. So shall I jump in? Yes. All right. I need to also say one thing in this renovation picture, you know, everything coming down to the foundation. I think the foundation that has been laid has also been kind of articulated as one of the areas, but that is really the gospel and sonship. It's from that place that we step into the new. So even things that we knew 20, 30 years ago, same God, but there's this foundation that has shifted in us to a de deeper level of understanding. And so that's, um, that's been laid, I think, in our context, in our midst. And we'll always have to be revisited in terms of, what, you know, the gospel is part of all of these areas and, you know, whatnot. And, and being in sonship is just key. It just is the foundation. So uh, the first one that I will mention uh, is family. I know, you're shocked. Um, 
and specifically, I'm going to, just because of time, honestly, we're just going to like mention them, get, speak to them a little bit so you can have a sense of what they are. This will develop in the future. These will be words that you begin hearing, and this framework is one that we have, like, I think are generally just using to talk with clarity through the things in hearts. It's like, does this fit here or here? And it's just helpful. So family, and specifically, like parents and kids, we are not talking how to have a better kids ministry. Just to be clear, this is how do we empower and pray for and like hear God for how to support and release families and parents and kids and the whole picture. So um, pretty broad, and there's been that one. This is one that is put in many hearts, I would say. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that unfold. Does anyone from that group want to say anything more? No? Okay. Um, the next one builds on that. Can you guess? No, I'm not going to make you guess. Uh, homes and hospitality. Connection. There is a sense that the way that we meet um, needs to really land in homes. I'm not saying exclusively, I'm not saying we're like stopping the corporate gathering, but there's a sense that homes, I'm not necessarily even saying just like home groups, midweek, and then you have the corporate thing, that in homes can be churches, in homes can be where life flows as a primary place. Now there's been a lot of groups that have been meeting a lot at some, I don't know the exact number, but have been meeting all the way through COVID and all the times, and even in those groups, to be honest, they're like, am I part of you? Like, is what we're doing connected? And we, we feel like it absolutely is and needs to be. We need to equip people to love one another in their homes. And so, and hospitality is just such a huge part of it. So, um, homes, hospitality. The next one, building on that, would be our corporateness. Rhythms and spaces. Where do we gather together? What does it look like to communicate? This, this has to do with um, the communication of, like, even our website is practically, like, how do we know where things, where life is flowing, and how do we release people to, to participate in things that will give life to the whole family uh, or parts, but it's known so those who want to participate can find it, you know? And so this is another area. And so... You know, it's the corporateness, or like I said, rhythms and, and uh, spaces is, is a term that actually has a lot more to it. Um, but uh, again, for the sake of time, we won't go into it further right now. So family, homes, and hospitality, and then a corporate, um, corporateness. I know that's not a word, and I'm sorry, but it describes it. Do you want to? Sure, yeah. Um, as you were saying that, so the, the fourth one, you know, again, if we could try to label it, it would be around what, what, does, it look, what does teaching look like? What is this, this foundation of sonship, father, heart, and all that he's been doing in us? I mean, you can have two homes side by side each other and not know that inside of it, one is an orphanage and one is an intimate family <laughs> where there's inheritance legacy, generational, all the, you can think of all of these pictures and how difficult would it have been to try to inject sonship into an orphanage? Do you know what I mean? I mean, to a degree, there has to be some deconstruction and a rebuilding of, from a healthy foundation of Father Heart 
and sonship. And now what does this look like? How would we do foundations? Again, what is foundations? What is foundations? Right? We'll what? just like, go back to the foundational teachings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's just funny. In, in, in our history, we've had a book called The Foundations or The, 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 purple, the purple Book. book. Yeah. And it was essentially like, what are the key foundations of the Christian faith? was what it was. And we, and many of us years ago, did this with people. I think I've gone through it. I don't know that I've made it to the very end all these times, but probably 20 times with people. And like just all the scriptures, the key scriptures of what it means to, you know, get saved. And then what is baptism? What is baptism of the Holy Spirit? Like it's just the foundational stuff. And so we yeah, have just pondering, what does those look like from this new foundation? How would we teach them? How would we discuss them? Anyway, sorry. I so, so equipping, I mean, yeah. you know, Ephesians 4 is very clear about equipping the body to do the work of the ministry. The fivefold, what does that look like in the context of this? Please, Jamila, come and share because you. <laughs> no, no, she's, she's, she's preparing. Oh, she's preparing. Okay. Um, but equipping, we've talked about so many different scenarios of prayer, of. of um, you know, all kinds of implications of how would this be teached with the DNA that we've all experienced and know to be life-changing, and it makes all the difference in the world. And so, um, I there's 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 many of you in here that have a passion, Jose, for for the teaching, like for equipping people to go out and do that. And so that's huge on my heart. Um, so many of you, so I, you know, again, as Jody said at the beginning, we do, we want to know what is resonating in your heart in these, in these areas. And it can be multiple. It's not just, well, that's my area, you know, no. it can totally be all of them. So yeah. Jan's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, who can name the first one? Family. Second one? Homes and hospitality. Third is? Rhythm and space is corporateness. <laughs> and uh, the, the names are a little more challenging as we go along. This last one. Oh, wait. And then equipping, teaching, foundations. Uh, this one might have the most words in its title. <laughs> so that's why we've asked the most clear speaker to come and <laughs> attempt to articulate this. <laughs> it is a challenging area, actually, to try to articulate. So, pardon me, as you were talking... I think the first couple are a bit form, and the last ones are about release and equipping, really, uh, is how I'm kind of hearing it yeah. as you're speaking about it. So this last one builds on the prophetic word of 2014, where we heard whoever that prophet was said that the Holy Spirit wants to increase our capacity for the flow of the power of God. And foundationally, we know the gospel doesn't come with wise words, but with demonstration of power. So we really felt an invitation this year into greater so these overlap into understanding how to flow in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit and God this year. So that means focusing on things like our spiritual giftings and our spiritual gifts, walking in greater authority um, in the fivefold area of the prophet and the prophetic. Um, it has arms around things like intercession and prayer and all the things that we've established already in this house around healing and deliverance and warfare and taking territory. So all of that really fits r quite nicely within the other areas. 
that we're talking about. We don't want to lose that anointing um, because it's such an important part of where the Holy Spirit is emphasized going back now for quite a while. So that's it. It doesn't have a title. If you want to call it something, call it spiritual gifts or the power of the gospel. All right. We'll do a draw for the best name. <laughs> there will be a prize. <laughs> you get to lead that area. I'm totally kidding. That is not how we're rolling. <laughs> I can't even believe I said that. <sighs> erase, erase. Deconstruction. Clearly, I need some healing that squeaked out. All right. So, um, more, any, yeah. 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 Um, there's just what Jamila was saying. I just want to uh, jump off of that. But even like kids <laughs> can hear the Lord. You know, kids have dreams. We have dreams. You know, God speaks to us in so many different ways. And, and really wanting to see like the fullness of, you know, how is God interacting with us on a regular basis? You know, what's he saying? You know, and, and how can we as families teach? I mean, a lot of these areas will overlap into each other. And sorry, this is really big. I'm standing over a, a fan. Um, but anyway, so I just wanted to mention this whole thing with the kids because I feel actually like they hear the Lord all the time, and sometimes we miss that. Um, but how can we even strengthen them as parents, you know, as a church, you know, to really step into, you know, their unique identity, right? Because each generation kind of carries something a little different, you know, that's really precious to the Father. Um, and how do we, like, you know, just make space for that, you know? Why do we have to wait till we're, like, 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 to figure out, like, what's God calling me to? So, anyways, I just wanted to add that in. Yeah, that's so key. That's actually why I think these steps to even just, like, have them in here during worship. I know that's super <laughs> weird-shaped room and everything, but that was at the heart of it. It's like we're families, we're kids, we all experience, like, uh, Brant always says there's no junior Holy Spirit, or maybe someone else had said that, but like, how do we facilitate that for sure? All right, so we are gearing towards... Let me just... Yep. One more thing, that as we enter into this, what's key is that, um, and, and we experienced it in, in a few of these times together, where there's such a tendency to revert back to the familiarity. But there's something that happens when we see... Uh, and we no longer see each other according to yes. the flesh, yeah. but according to the spirit. That's right. And when that happens, we call that spirit out of, and all the things, all the gifts, all the treasures that Father has put into each has something very significant for the shape of this body in the future. Yeah. I'm declaring that. <laughs> I agree. That uh, there's not one of you that, you know, should ever feel that, uh, you know, I kind of like this, but I'm just going to... And, and everybody has a journey and a timing and all of that. There's, there's, there's an honoring of that journey. But I want to say that you may be spoken into. You may be called out of saying, I see that in you, and I want to call you into what I'm seeing the Father doing in you. And so, you know, that was, that was again, something that we see happening is just speaking out those testimonies and the power and the, the, the gifts that he's put in each of us as we see each other mm -hmm. according to the Spirit.